Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Tonight, we announce the name of Disney's upcoming streaming service. We wrap up season three of Daredevil, and we take time to commemorate some of the great veterans of the Marvel Universe, as it is Veterans Day. Marvel TV Weekly starts now! You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the Don't buzz Oh, that's right. It is Marvel TV Weekly, and sadly, it is our final Devil Song. Uh, we've had, uh, I think, the last four weeks, basically a month of Devil Songs. It's and been uh, fun. I've enjoyed it very much, and uh, this was this was uh, saving the best for last for me personally. Of course, Van Halen, and, yes. Yeah, you know, right up there with Shout Out to Devil Motley Crew. But, uh, yeah, we are going to uh, wrap up Daredevil Season 3. And as you probably know, Z and I already did that on the Daredevil After Show, which we was did. just a few hours ago. So if you uh, want to check that out, it's already archived at uh, AfterBuzz TV's Sci-Fi Fantasy, yeah, I'm leaving something out. I forget which network it's, that is. Uh, sci-fi, fantasy, and more. And more. So there you go. We're part of the end more. Although we are sci-fi and fantasy. Sci-fi and fantasy. Superheroes, that's there it. There you go. Thanks. And man. I am Christian Black, joined as always by Zia Anderson, or as I call her, Zia Landerson. Hey guys, Zia Landerson back again. Who's doing her third of three shows in a row. Yes. Back to back to back. Talk Good about for you. Daredevil, then Doctor Who, and now I'm back, back to talk to about more Daredevil. But we're going to talk about some other Marvel things first. <laughs> and uh, Zia's going to keep an eye on the chat. So if you're in the chat, ZSB Lou, uh, we look to hear from you and uh, your thoughts on uh, all of this. And I'm going to go through 10 great veterans of the Marvel Universe, because as I said in the intro, it is Veterans Day. If I leave anyone out that you'd like to suggest, please go ahead and leave those in the comments. And if you're watching the archive version, you can leave it there, too, and we'll talk about it next week. So uh, as I mentioned also at the top of the show, we do now know the name of the Disney streaming service, which I thought had been announced at some point. But there is already something called Disney Now, which is how you can watch shows on Disney XD, such as Marvel's Spider-Man. But the new service is going to be called Disney Plus, and they have definitely confirmed the Loki series with uh, Tom Hiddleston. And I think that uh, there's still not official word on the Scarlet Witch show with Elizabeth Olsen. And the, as we talked about last week, the Winter Soldier Falcon show with Sebastian Stan and Anthony Mackie. But uh, we're feeling like that's all going to happen. And uh, I'm excited for this service because, one, I have two small children, so I, I would get it for that. But I would get it for myself because of the Star Wars. So any Marvel content in there is going to be gravy, and I'm very excited. Zia, your thoughts about Disney Plus as you hear about it? Well, I'm definitely going to have it, first of all, just because of the shows previously mentioned. I'm going to have to watch them, whether they're going to be good or bad. Right. Um, I have a feeling they're going to be good just because of the level of actors that they have. On top of the budget, I'm assuming that they're going to want to use for the show. Um, so I have high hopes for it. Um, it's it's a little bit of a bummer just because I, I, I don't... 
want to have to pay for so many different streaming services, but I want all the shows. Like, I'm going to need Netflix because they have great content. Yeah, exactly. So you want Netflix, and then Hulu's done a good job at generating their own content. They have. Amazon Prime I have mostly because of the shipping for buying Amazon products. But Amazon Prime has great shows. Yes. Also, the first 10 seasons of the Doctor Who reboot are on Amazon Prime and Mm -hmm. only on Amazon Prime, so that's another reason right there. Which, by the way, I'm going to go back and watch. Great. Well, we will have a conversation about that yes, we somewhere will. else in the future. Uh, but we – so there's already those services and because one of the shows I do here is Star Trek Weekly, I have CBS All Access. Kind of let it lapse for a few months because uh, Star Trek's not back till January. But still, so there's already that. The one that I don't have, DC Universe. Yawn, not interested. Suck it, Titans. I don't <laughs> care. Uh, but for a lot of people, they would want to have that. So I understand. I, I mean, look, want it to watch Titans. I actually do want... I'm, I'm curious about the show. And sure. I do want to watch it. But I don't want to get that service just for one show. The, the smart thing that they've done with that is that you can also read comics on that service you know you can read like i I don't know if it's like everything in the like 80 years history of dc but it's good it it, it offers some value to it and there will be other series including doom patrol and i know this isn't dc tv news but i'm just saying but that's the easy one for me to not get personally but uh yeah there's disney plus and let's know in the chat if you think you're going to get disney plus they've been very upfront and said that they want it to cost less than netflix uh so is netflix $9.99 $9.99 now, or am I wrong? And it's even more than that. I because thought it went I have the auto renewal on my credit card because I just don't. Thank you, Anthony. Uh, I, uh, at Tony B. Tony in the booth. So you got to plug early in the show for being so helpful. Yeah. And I, uh, so whatever it is, it'll be a little cheaper. I think Hulu's a little cheaper than Netflix, you know, all that. And I, I don't know. I'm going to get it, but it, let us know in the chat if you definitely have to get it, if you're going to try to avoid getting it. If you're going to try and find those shows through less than savory means, I don't want to know about it. But <laughs> Okay, everybody. I brought out some number. Oh, let me fix my stuff. Stand by. <laughs> Standing by. Okay. Is that? Mm. All right. I'll just talk really loud. All right. So numbers. Basic is $8. And that's standard resolution with one screen at once. And that's then, for Netflix. Yes. Standard streaming is $11 for uh, two screens at once, and that's HD. And you get the premium for thirteen, uh, $14 a month, four screens at once, and you get the HD plus ultra HD resolution. Ooh. You know what? I don't even know which one I have. I probably have the middle one. I, I think I have that one as well. Yeah, I definitely yeah. don't have – 4K ultra, it just sounds made up. I don't think that's really a thing. I, I don't need to see anything in that because I don't have a good enough TV. You say that now. Well, I if I had a better TV, I'd probably care. But exactly. it's true. It's kind I, of th- amazing. There was actually – Actually, a point where I was like, HD, what's the difference? Yeah, this is going back like 12, 13 years. I'm like, I don't need HD. And then you go to somebody's house where they have it and you go like, oh. <laughs> so maybe I'll be like that. Uh, but anyway, I, I want this service. I'm going to get it. There's no two ways about it. Uh, but uh, I, some of you might feel differently. Uh, speaking of streaming services and Netflix, we have uh, just some news that, interestingly enough, of all the Marvel content on Netflix, the most watched show is Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which I find to be interesting. If our friend Amy Cassandra Martinez was with her, she was with us. She'd be very excited because oh, that yeah. is her favorite. Um, and I think that has a lot to do with the fact that the show airs on a broadcast network. And people maybe fall behind a couple seasons and go like, oh, you know what? I want to catch up on that. You know, I know that, again, referencing another universe, that – Gotham, the D- the DC Universe show on Fox, does okay on broadcast television, but uh, apparently the streaming v- previous seasons, it, it actually helps 
elevate the show's overall numbers. So mm. um, I find that interesting. And now, Zia, you, you have you never seen even a minute of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. or you just no, don't watch regularly? No, I haven't. I haven't seen any of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I know, and I know I need to watch there's, it from the... There's 110 episodes. I know. But you have a year to catch up. It's not going to be until next true. summer. If our friend, Zach Wilson, from the Daredevil After Show and the Doctor Who After Show, if he knew that you'd never seen any, he would be like, go home and watch it right now. I feel like I already got that lecture from Amy. Oh, yeah, that's true. I think you did. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> and Ivan in the chat. Shield is amazing. Yeah. And since it's come up organically in conversation, let's uh, give a shout out to our sister network, the Popcorn Talk Network, where Marvel Movie News is going to move to Thursdays at 1 o'clock, featuring... Zach Wilson and Amy Cassandra Martinez. Yay. And every once in a while, uh, these two faces that you see on this show might uh, show up over there just to say hi. You know, it was a little guest spot. God, uh, let's hope not. <laughs> oh, no. I forgot that Venom was in the booth again. Oh, oh man. dang it. I bet oh. you missed me, didn't you? No, I didn't miss you because we're not going to get any work done now. That's what we were saying last night. Oh, gosh. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> I, was, I, was really, I was really hungry and I ate out of a dumpster thanks to that guy. But anyway, <laughs> um, so uh, I think it's interesting. And I think it has a lot to do with the fact that this show's on a broadcast network. I also think it is a great show. A little, little up and down for me uh, some seasons. But uh, I, I like – that it's uh, it's regarded that highly, and maybe that will help it get. This is supposedly its last season, this thirteen episode season that'll start next summer. But uh, who knows? We've thought it was going to end before, so uh, we will keep an eye on that. I know it's going to end. We're just going to end sometime. Yeah, you know? I mean, that, just that, like everything. All right, that wasn't helpful. All good things come to an end. Yes. Yeah, and yeah, even bad things too. So hopefully you can get shot back into space, <laughs> or you know maybe we could just get Carnage to replace you. That oh, would probably great, be all right. Great things never end. Carnage is a much more handsome version of Venom. Anyway, uh, <gasps> one other one other news story that we have is uh, Brie Larson uh, tweeted out a photo of her as Captain Marvel, uh, surrounded by Rock the Vote posters from the uh, Captain Marvel movie. And someone on Reddit went through the effort to zoom in on the payphone she's standing at and see what the phone number was wow. and call the phone number. Now, the phone oh, number, yeah. oddly enough, you know what? I'm not going to disagree with Venom on that one. <laughs> uh, the phone number, oddly enough, had previously been sort of a, a stock phone number used in Disney Disney Channel productions mostly. I think like Zach and Cody, they would use this number. And oh. if you had called it back then, it would just say that this isn't a real phone number. We just use it on our productions. But apparently they let that get canceled. And uh, it is now apparently, according to an article I read, not because I called it myself. No, seriously, I didn't call it yet. Did you just crack your knuckle yeah, into the mic? Yeah, sorry. Yikes. I don't know why I did that. Well, because you want to call the number. I yeah, want to call look, the we're all number. Excited. I'm really excited. Uh, it, is a, it is America's hottest sex talk line. No, I'm it's not. It right now. I know. Well, Venom can call and uh, he can let us know what they have to say. So we have uh, – yeah. So in addition to trying to get you to rock the vote, apparently Brie Larson wanted to – Rock your world. Thank you. I just came up with that now. That sounds I give it a B minus. But um, I don't know. I think it's funny. Uh, what do you think about that, Zia? I mean, should you just never give out real phone numbers? Like, don't we have 555 for a reason? Don't we use fake phone numbers so that stuff like this doesn't happen? I think that this is kind of a. Wait a minute. Oh, you can connect free? Okay. Press one now. Ladies, press two now. Oh, they got it for guys and for ladies. All right, don't push either of those, Venom. I know you want to run up after Buzz's uh, phone bill, but I say don't do it. 
All right, all right. I'll listen to you. <laughs> wow, that's a first. Yeah. Well, just because he knows that the bosses would, uh, would run him out furious. of town. I think it's kind of amazing. Um, it's just it so makes, funny. It, it makes yeah. me irrationally happy. Yeah. <laughs> just because it's hilarious. Yeah, just it's like it should be somebody's job of like, hey, check that number before you put it. Yeah. And also, nobody's going to zoom in on this. Oh, not in this day and age. Oh, no. Somebody's always going to zoom in if there's like, hey, is there a phone number there? So, oh, yeah. People anyway, have too much time on their hands. This has done nothing for my excitement level for Captain Marvel. I'm really looking forward to it. And, uh, you know, Brie Larson was just trying to do something nice. and be like, hey, everybody get out and vote. Yeah. So, uh, good for good her. Good thing. Uh, all right. So before we talk about Daredevil, uh, I did want to focus on a major topic uh, for this week, which is the fact that today is Veterans Day. I believe they call it Remembrance Day in Canada. Uh, some places it's known as Armistice Day because uh, today is actually the 100th anniversary of the end of World War One. Wow. So, yeah. Which is crazy to think about. It's wow. been that long. And, uh, you know, some would say that we're on the verge of World War Three, but I like to see the glasses, uh, you know, at least half full. But yeah. in any case, there are some great veterans of the Marvel Universe. And uh, I came up with a list of 10 with a couple of honorable mentions. Uh, if I'm missing anyone, please let me know. Uh, so I put uh, together... Number 10 and number 9, Reed Richards and Ben Grimm, Mr. Fantastic, and The Thing, they actually uh, served together in World War II, and Ben Grimm stayed on to be an uh, Air Force test pilot, uh, which is, I think, why he was able to uh, pilot the rocket ship that uh, they took into space, led to the cosmic rays, created the Fantastic Four. Uh, number 8, James Rhodey Rhodes, War Machine, uh, from the Air Force, and Sam Wilson, the Falcon, also from the Air Force. Very so nice. you see them both right there for those watching on YouTube. Nice little uh, Time Magazine mock-up, which uh, which I like. Uh, number six, Carol Danvers, who is known as Ms. Marvel slash Captain Marvel. Uh, here is a great image of her in uniform. But you see, like, hmm, there's a mysterious blue glowing power happening there. Uh, number five... Uh, sort of a, a more recent turn in the comic books, but a nice touch for the character of Flash Thompson, who uh, in, in the photo we have, he is an Iraqi war veteran. He is uh, seated in a wheelchair. Uh, that would be him over there. And uh, he, uh, you can see that he uh, lost his limbs in service to his country. So it's a fascinating turn of events for Flash Thompson who was basically created as a bully character to Peter Parker uh, in the earliest days of Spider-Man. Uh, the Amazing Spider-Man, as it were. And then I'm not going to get bogged down to how he factors into, you know, being sort of a superpowered, uh, you know, anti-hero against Carnage and, you know, in Amazing Spider-Man 800, which yeah, I know you read because I, I loaned did. it to you. I did so, just read it. Yeah, so, you know, Flash Thompson has more than redeemed himself a couple of times over. Mm -hmm. uh, number four... Frank Castle, the Punisher, not only served in Vietnam, but Marvel uh, throughout the 80s had a series called The, Na the Nam. I think you call it The Nam, but I used to call it The Nam because what did I know? But uh, The Nam because it's Vietnam. And they actually had a four-issue uh, stretch of that series that told Frank Castle's backstory. So you got to see him. As, you know, I, I think he's just an infantryman. He wasn't an officer uh, in Vietnam. And you see how he kind of develops the skull, the skull face uh, that he has. Uh, so sort of a, a fascinating thing uh, there. And obviously his service is such an important part to the character. 
Now, for the case of the TV series and the movies of The Punisher, obviously they have his service be uh, from some different wars. Um, I believe that the movie version served in Afghanistan. Sorry, the TV version served in Afghanistan. Afghanistan, That sounds right Mm -hmm. to me. Yeah. Uh, Number three, we have uh, Bucky Barnes, who I don't think has a standalone photo, but uh, you'll see him again, let's just say. Uh, We'll see him again when we get to our number one spoiler. Uh, But then number two is Nick Fury, Honorable mention, the Howling Commandos who serve with Nick Fury. And you'll remember the Howling Commandos from Captain America, the first Avenger. You see them all right there on screen. Dum Dum Dugan, always my favorite. Just it's really hard to top that guy. Uh, and uh, they made an appearance uh, alongside Agent Carter, I believe. And it wasn't on Agent Carter. I think it was an episode of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. So uh, that was a little flashback that they did. And another honorable mention, I didn't have a photo of it, but uh, Charles Xavier... He served in Korea, the war in Korea, the Korean War, and so did his half-brother, Kane Marco, the Juggernaut. And in fact, Juggernaut was deserting the military. Charlie went after him, and that's how Juggernaut found the stone that gave him his powers. So it's a great part of his backstory, yes. Zayas B. Lu in our chat uh, actually just put that in right before you mentioned it. I mean ZSB Lou. We're on ZS, the I'm sorry. It's ISCS. It's Zias. fine. Romance. Yeah. <laughs> Thank on you. On the same page yeah. there. Yeah. You know how it is, Zaya. Uh, anyway. I do. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I was kind of, that was kind of an honorable mention because his service is not an important part of his character. Mm-hmm. It's not something that they focus on very much, but uh, I, I do find it to be interesting. And of course, number one was where I started. It was so easy. There, There's no question number one is captain america steve rogers and you see him right there from captain america comics number one from 1939 punching adolf hitler in the face (laughs) now what is more american than punching adolf hitler in the face and you'll also see there's bucky barnes right there and the uh the lower portion of the cover for those watching on youtube uh for me it was kind of a fun list to put together uh i actually ended up leaving leaving wolverine off so he gets a, like a third honorable mention because his service was for the Canadian military. Although they did retcon his history, and I think he was in the the Revo- not the Revolutionary War, but he's in the Civil War. But uh, the Wolverine that I grew up with, he he was part of the Canadian military, so he's getting a shout out uh, with all of his work for <laughs> what Department H and all that stuff. But uh, there were ten great Americans that uh, I needed to focus on. But uh, big shout out to Logan. Uh, who also served his country up in the Great White North. And if, if Star Drew is watching, he'll appreciate the fact that I gave the shout-out to the Star Great Drew White North. just said Wolverine was part of Howling Commandos. Mm, yeah, I, uh, I, yes, technically, <laughs> I, I know. But he that's, again, retcon stuff. So I, I try not to focus on that stuff. But yes, absolutely. He, <laughs> he definitely fought alongside the Howling Commandos. And there is a great flashback story that I think I've mentioned on this show before, Uncanny X-Men 268. It's a flashback story that features uh, Wolverine, Steve Rogers as Captain America, and uh, the Black Widow. It's a, It happened during World War II. So it's a favorite story of mine. So anyway, I'm giving, I'm giving full credit to the Canadian military, and I don't know if any of the members of Alpha Flight uh, also served in the Canadian military, but uh, if they did... They will get their due. All right. So that was, uh, I just felt like it was a fun little exercise to have, a fun thing to do where we talked a little bit about some of the great veterans of the Marvel Universe. And uh, by the way, most importantly, 
Stan the Man Lee actually served uh, our country in World War II. And uh, I think that's where he took up uh, drawing funny pictures and writing stories. Anyway, so uh, that being that, please let us know anybody we left off in the comments if you're chatting live or if you're watching the archive version. Now, finally, sadly, we bid adieu to season three of Daredevil, which... For those of you who watch this show every week, you Teared. know that real tears. Real tears. If only you could do extreme close-up. Season three of Daredevil has come to an end. But for those of you who watch every week, you know that Z and I had to watch it in very specific groups of yes, four episodes at a time. Stopping ha, at ha. episode 12. <laughs> yeah, I know. Venom just watched the whole thing all at once. He all watched all 13 screens at the same time. And we basically uh, finally got to watch episode 13 because the latest episode of the Daredevil After Show did indeed focus on episode 13. Zia, I would like you to give us your thoughts on that episode and the season as a whole. Okay. So... Um, that episode I loved. I loved very much the way the pacing in the episode was. I love that we got um, a big fight. The fight between Wilson Fisk and Daredevil. And Daredevil. And Daredevil. Yeah, so two Daredevils. Yes. Yeah. Was, um, but technically Daredevil and Bullseye. And but, Bullseye. Yeah. But, you know, he's Daredevil Bullseye right yeah, now. exactly. <laughs> um, was amazing. I love that they were just beating the crap out of each other. I even enjoyed Vanessa in the background kind of just being like, I don't know what to do. I don't want to see the man that I just married die. Yeah. And watching um, Matt save her quite a few times. Uh, so I love that. I love the way that they just kind of wrapped it up. I love seeing Karen, Foggy, and um, and Matt back together again. That was really awesome. I loved – I didn't bring this up on Daredevil, but I also loved the idea of them starting their practice out of Foggy's brother's – the, like the butcher deli. shop, the yeah. deli. Yeah. It was a deli, yeah. Um, I thought that that was really cool. So the episode was perfect, um, just in the way that you get a big culmination of the entire season, and then you also kind of um, get it sort of wrapped up nicely, which I personally appreciate because I don't know. We don't know the the future of these yeah. seasons. Which we're not we'll sure if we're going to get them. Sure. Yeah. yeah. So I'm glad that they kind of didn't leave it on. I'm still frustrated with. Iron Fist being canceled on that cliffhanger, and Amazing I will never know. It yeah. was so good. Um, and the season so far was just great. I know I said this before, but it did not feel like 13 episodes. It felt like more like 10 episodes. There were no dragging episodes. There were no dragging moments. I liked just in the sore moments that I really loved, though. I love getting Karen's backstory. I love the mo moments with Foggy's family. I just everything about it I liked, and it fit so well. And um, Dex's backstory was incredible. I'm so happy. They did a great job oh, with him. They did yeah. a great job with that. The flashbacks, the way Fisk was just standing there and sort of watching it um, in his, unfold in his living room while listening to the tapes. I love the way they did that. They didn't do just your average flashback, so that was really cool. Um, yeah, as a whole, I loved this season. Uh, we'll talk more about this season, <laughs> but first, uh, Zia has an important message for all of you. Yes, for our After Buzzers. Um, our network produces after shows for nearly all of your favorite TV shows, from dramas, reality TV, sci-fi, and more. There is no network that works harder to serve telev television fans. Um, but we need your help. We're asking that you please subscribe to one or more of our YouTube channels. By subscribing to our channels, YouTube will suggest content that is tailor-made for you, and you'll help AfterBuzz continue to grow. And if you're worried about pesky notifications, don't be because they are optional. 
So hit that subscribe button now for this channel and check out our other AfterBuzz YouTube channels as well. Let us know you did so in the chat and we'll thank you on air. For now, thank you for being the best fans and for helping us be the ESPN of TV Talk. Thank you, Zia. Yes, I thought that uh, episode 13 was the most satisfying ending of uh, of what was a great season. Yes. I love the fact that we had the wedding of Wilson Fisk and Vanessa. And oh. uh, it, it, uh, it couldn't have gone more wrong. You know, I mean, the fact that there's, you know, just that level of violence and bloodshed at, at the wedding. And the fact that uh, Agent Nadim's message shows up on everyone's phone, like, as they're about to have their first dance, you know, uh, all very well orchestrated, I would say, by both Karen and Foggy, just mm -hmm. to make sure that it had maximum impact. And, uh, yeah, everything that you said about the that sequence when Matt and Dex show up at the wedding – and it was sort of an interesting thing that we left Matt at the end of episode 12 where he's determined to kill Wilson Fisk. But at some point he realizes, well, I don't have to kill him. I can get Dex to kill him and then that's going to be a little bit easier on my conscience. And just the way that he gets that guy, Felix Manning, and <laughs> I, I love the old, uh, I'm going to drop you off the top of a building, and then yes. the rope saves him. At the, I love that move. That's, that was such a Batman move. I was There's the next thing out of my mouth. <laughs> that's such a Batman. No, no, that's fine. We're on the same page. Yeah. That's such a Batman thing to do. It was awesome. it's, uh, it's like, uh, I... I fell for it, or right? I'm a sucker. I'm like, oh my god, he just tossed, he just tossed Felix Manning out there, and I'm like, oh no, he did, and he totally Batmaned him, uh, and uh, you know, and that's one of those things where you do that, and the guy's like, oh, yeah, 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 whatever you want to know, it's fine. Here's my phone. You want to call anybody? In it? Go ahead, go ahead, call Dex. It's fine. Uh, but that conversation he had, where he let Dex know, you know, Wilson Fisk had Julie killed, and he's like, mm -hmm. I don't believe you, and he's like, think about it. You know, I'm right, and uh, I know that there is a an aspect to Dex's reaction to that piece of news that uh, was one of your favorite scenes in the finale. So talk a little bit about that, Zia. Oh, yeah. Thank you for bringing that up. That was seriously <laughs> one of my favorite moments, maybe of the entire season, just because it was so dark and it was so comical, was that he took Julie from the freezer and had her defrosting body in the chair next to him in the car as he's going in to kill Fisk. And he uh, talks to her. So that's that's Agent Lim here. Yeah, I can't remember his name. <laughs> I can't remember it either. But he's I think one it was, of the yeah, good someone, ones. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and uh, you know. Perfect. It's a long way to go to be able to drive in the carpool lane. I don't know if that's really worth it. Uh, but it, that was great because we saw the level to which, like, yeah. Dex was so far gone before this. Yes. But just that piece of information. It's like, no, no, he did that. So he could become your North Star. And, mm -hmm. of course, Matt knows all that because he, he stole the tapes of those uh, terrifying <laughs> uh, kittens and birds. Yeah, the psychiatric evaluation. Uh, anyway, so uh, I thought that uh, it was a it was a stroke of genius, you know, mad evil genius bordering on that. He's just got decks all ready to go. And uh you know, there's questions of like, well, if you wanted him to kill Wilson Fisk, why do you even go at all? But I think that's to make sure that it doesn't go too crazy. And the majority of what Matt did when he was there was he saved Vanessa a number of times, as you mm -hmm. mentioned. Uh, but, you know, also the – I don't know. There's a debate because we talked about this on the Daredevil After Show. Whether or not Matt knew – about Agent Nadim's video and if it was going that it was going to have the impact that it had. Yeah. You know, if that caused him to 
intercede a little bit more than he would have. Uh, give us your thoughts as to if you think Matt did know or if maybe he just sort of came to his senses without that piece of information. I would have to think, and I know you also said this, I would have to think that he did hear it because mm. he hears everything. Everything, yeah. And they were, it was playing from a number, from everyone's phone at the wedding. So I, I just, I can't believe that he, he didn't hear it. Um, and that might have influenced it. But I also, again, I, I agree with you. I don't think that he would have ended up killing Fisk. I think that he wanted to keep his humanity. And in that moment, when he tells Fisk that um, I'm not going to let you take that, take, you know, that part of, of me away, um, you've taken so much else from me, that I think that you're right. He would have eventually stopped just to not be a murderer. Yeah. I, I And, you know, I, I specifically had a vision of you know, Vanessa, like, begging him to stop you know, murdering her yeah. husband who she'd been married to for, like, five minutes. You right. Know? <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah, I, I think he wouldn't have gone through with it. I, I find it hard to believe. I mean, look, it, it's a dark story. It's a dark character. Anything could happen. But deep down inside, he's still that good Catholic boy. You yeah. Know? So I think he would have he would have intended to do it, and then he would have stopped himself or even let someone else give him pause where then he realizes like, I, I just can't do this. You it's know? just like the Spider-Man comic that you lent me. Yes. He goes to kill the green goblin and in the end he can't do it. Granted, the green goblin ends up killing himself because he tries to kill Spider-Man right. and his, his spider sense goes off and he jumps mm -hmm. away and then the glider impales the green goblin. Exactly. But yeah, yeah he, you know, he fully intends Spoilers. on doing it, but yeah, <laughs> it's true. That's a lot. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry, that's Venom, stories my bad. from like 50 years ago, 45 <laughs> years ago, but that's all right. You're right. It was a spoiler. I like the green goblin too. He's yeah. A, yeah, well, you know, he's a, he's a snazzy dresser, that's for sure. I love this. Ghost8386 says, Bullseye, uh, New North Star is going to be Typhoid Mary. Wow, what a great team up that yeah. would be. Yeah. And that, that is definitely something that uh, I personally uh, would like to see. And so ultimately, the plan essentially works because Matt, Karen, and Foggy do work together. Mm -hmm. But then also the fact that Felix Manning lets... Matt know that actually Vanessa ordered the hit on Agent Nadim. So then he has this piece of information that he can hold over Fisk. Like, you know, I it's not going to take much for me to get her behind bars. Mm -hmm. And so that's basically the deal that they make, you know, that uh, Fisk is going to let himself be taken away and he's not going to come out, you know. And if there are future seasons of the show, there'll be a reason for him to come out. But uh, at this moment... Uh, it, that ending works. But talk about how great it was to actually have, you know, mostly Karen and Foggy working together, but Matt was essentially working with them, you know, the last few episodes of the season. Yeah, he was off doing his own thing, um, but still sort of within their confines of what they were doing, which I thought was cool. Um, yeah, no, I loved it. I love seeing them back together again. I definitely, there was one comment where in the beginning of the season where Karen comes to Foggy and she mentioned something or Foggy mentioned something about um, his girlfriend thinking that he's cheating on her. He's yeah. like, great now, you know, um, which I like that they just kind of throw that in there. But then he's like, ah, who cares? I'm it's Karen's back. <laughs> like, yeah. So I love that. Um, and you can just, you know, they had their little thing in season one and nothing ever came of it. So no. Yeah. You know, I, I think it's better that uh, Karen doesn't end up with either of them. You know, I, I, I like 
the the working partnership that they all have. So I, I don't know. I I know that you have hopes, don't you? I do. I'm sh- I'm still shipping Karen and and Matt a little bit. I just I think she's really good for him. Yeah. I think that she and you know she can be there for him to ground him as a friend as well. Um, but I just think that you know maybe if they were living together, she could keep a little bit of a closer eye on him. Now, but you're not shipping Frank Castle and Karen Page. Ooh, because you that's know that's a that, good point. So they the, had a moment. That's one of the only people that he can trust in in his life. It's and basically her and moment. microchip. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, uh, yeah, that, she can have two boyfriends. <sighs> yeah, not those two. <laughs> <laughs> Ivan says I like Karen and Frank. <laughs> Karen and Frank, that would be interesting. Uh, That'd be a handful for her. Yeah. I wonder if she's in season two. Ship of... name would be Crank. <laughs> It's not so bad. I like that, Venom. That's a good one. I think that uh, I hope that she's in season two of The Punisher, which I believe has already been filmed. Uh, but uh, it'd be great to see her again. And yeah, I think that it's hard to say because the season just ended and I just watched it and I was so excited. This is possibly my favorite Marvel season, but it is inarguably one of the best. It's definitely top two or three. Great. Um, I just think it was it was so great. It didn't have lulls like, especially season two of Jessica Jones. And honestly, for me, both seasons of Luke Cage sort of uh, had mm-hmm. a point where they slowed down. Uh, and I think that uh, this season was essentially perfect. There's little nitpicky things, but really not even much of that. We tried to nitpick and then we real then they explained it later. Yeah, we right, had like exactly. little nitpick moments and then we we're like, Oh, okay. Yeah, Never right. Mind. Exactly. So they, <laughs> they definitely explained everything away. So, uh, you know, I I hope that this isn't the end of the Daredevil series because uh, I did enjoy the season so mm-hmm. much. I loved all three seasons, really. And I hope we get to see more, especially because there's a little teaser at the end where we get to see oh, Dex, yeah. you know, with the little bullseye eyes. Mm-hmm. So uh, your thought, I almost called you Karen. Uh, Karen. I'll be Karen <laughs> yeah, today. I like Karen. Uh, Zia, uh, your thoughts and expectations as to whether or not we're going to get more Daredevil. Because this would be the fourth season, I'm thinking it's possible that it won't happen. Um, but of all the, of, you know, we're getting a season two of Punisher and Sarju also, I see here said Punisher season one has to be up there. Yeah, That was up, one of my favorites. Absolutely. Just gonna, all right, going back now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, I think I'm really hoping that we're going to get a season four because there are so many daredevil stories that you can tell. Yeah. And I think they really set up, um, Vanessa to be a pretty great villain. As, as our friend Zach uh, dubbed her Vanessa. the queen pin. Yes. The oh yeah. Queen also, pin. Vanessa. Yes. But yeah, the queen pin of crime would be amazing. <laughs> yeah. And I, so I think that that would make a really good season in itself. And, and I would like to see more bullseye, but I actually do kind of agree with both you and Zach that it might be a bit much in another season of daredevil, but yeah. you could absolutely use him. I would in love the to Punisher. see him in the Punisher. Yeah. I would like to see, I would like to see more typhoid Mary, whether it be yes. in daredevil, whether it be in the Punisher or, you know, really anywhere. Uh, yeah, so uh, I'm optimistic that we get more Daredevil, but I realize that realistically, it it just might not happen. Yeah, you know? I'm trying to come to terms with it. Yeah, I know it would be it would be really disappointing because what happens with the character at that point? He's not part of the cinematic universe. Yeah, you know if if they were to incorporate him in, that would be amazing. You know, but I I don't, I don't think that's realistically going to happen. So, uh, I don't know. Let us know what you think. Do you think there'll be more seasons of Daredevil? Obviously, we probably all hope there'll be more seasons of Daredevil. 
but we unfortunately can't count on it. Uh, what with Disney Plus uh, being very upfront about that they want it to be a lot more family friendly than that. Uh, They do have a little bit more more mature content uh, in terms of like the Runaways on Hulu, but I I just don't know if we're going to get it and uh, it'd be really disappointing. I don't have have a theory. I just have an idea of how they could do it, how they could still have mature content on Disney Plus. Easy. Just put it behind like a uh, an adult, like a parental wall, pretty much. Yeah. So you know how Netflix mm-hmm. has the kids mm-hmm. section. Yeah, it's it like now? they have the opposite of that. Yeah, they could do like yeah. the mature section of mm-hmm. Disney Plus. The only thing is that Bob Iger has said that they don't want to have adult content on They're this service. The I know, which maybe they'll change because uh, I don't know, like having these series continue. But then they're also like, yeah, but we're bringing you Loki, and you know, theoretically, Scarlet Witch. And Falcon and Winter Soldier. So, uh, you know, they'll be like, aren't these characters you want more? And I'm like, well. Only if they're shooting people in the face. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes, Thank exactly. you, Tony. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's uh, so let us know what you think. And uh, obviously we will uh, keep you up to date here at Marvel TV Weekly as there's any news for any future. We do know there's a season three of Jessica Jones. Season and two of The Punisher. Season two of The Punisher. Yes. I don't know which order those are going to come in. Uh, I, I, yeah, I, I feel like Punisher's first, but I might be wrong. I have uh, a confession. What's that? I'm sorry. I haven't ever said this before. I didn't actually watch season two of Jessica Jones. Interesting. Um, it's not bad, but uh, it the first season's so much stronger. The first season was one of the ones that uh, dragged a little bit for me. Oh, interesting. Which is, I think, a bit, and I absolutely love David Tennant. Sure. Like, love David Tennant. He's great in it. He's but... great in it. But that season, drag, it was, you know why? Because I came straight out of Daredevil. Yeah. That was so fast-paced and so great this, and so amazing. This was an adjustment for It sure. was an adjustment. So I was like, oh, this season feels really long. And so I kind of just never got around to watching season two. Well, if you felt that way about season one, you're not going to love season two. Because it's just, I, I thought it was still pretty good, but season one was so much better. It has the same, it, it kind of feels like it has the same pacing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, overall. But I would say... Check it out and all 110 episodes of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. A lot of and you to have watch, to watch guys. 13 episodes of <laughs> Runaways pr- uh, prior to next month's launch of season two. I love the Runaways. There's a lot. It's so good. So, you know, you're going to just have to stay in and watch all these shows, which is what we hope all of you do. Uh, and then, of course, always tuning in for us Sunday nights at 10 Pacific. Yeah. Uh, in any case, uh, our time with you is at an end, but uh, that was a real, like, fast paced lightning recap of Daredevil. So, if you want a little bit more in depth, coverage of daredevil as i said just uh, look on the same channel here at after buzz and you'll find all four episodes that we did of the daredevil uh after show where we recapped uh season 13 just a few hours ago and you can uh, check that out uh and you can check us out as i said next sunday at 10 and you can find me on instagram and twitter at christian dmz and zia where do people find you you can find me on instagram and twitter at zia underscore land it's xia underscore land and until next sunday all we can leave you with as always excelsior our founder kevin undergaro phil svitek and me maria menounos would like to thank you for tuning in to after buzz tv Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. (laughs) The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 